Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. From Transport Topics in Washington, D.C., this is Road Signs. Here is your host, Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening to Road Signs, the podcast series from Transport Topics that explores the trends and technologies that are shaping the future of trucking. In this episode, we're going to examine how trucking companies can improve safety by better managing vehicle speed. We all know that safety is of the utmost importance for any fleet operation, and speeding is a key factor that can contribute to crashes. So how can fleet managers harness technology to get a better handle on vehicle speed and improve the safety culture at their companies? We'll set out to answer that question in this episode. To learn more, we're going to bring in a pair of technology suppliers to discuss how speed monitoring and adaptive speed control can help mitigate risk in the trucking industry. Later in the program, we'll play an interview I recorded earlier this year with Matthew Boyvin, the CEO of eSmart. But first, I'm excited to welcome Jonathan Hubbard, CEO and co-founder of SpeedGage. Thanks for joining the program, Jonathan. Hey, great to be here, Seth. So as you know well, uh, safety, of course, is paramount in the trucking industry. And uh, there are many factors that have an effect on safety performance, but vehicle speed is one variable that fleets and drivers really can directly control. So I want to start there. You know, just how important is speed when it comes to reducing the frequency and severity of crashes? Well, uh, we know from our own research that the more you speed, the more likely you are to have a crash. And uh, more specifically, the more likely, the more you speed, the more likely you are to have a higher insurance claims. Um, in fact, our highest speeding vehicles really are seeing, you know, insurance claims twice as high as the median. We've... Um, done some research over the last 12 months working with a number of insurance companies to really to prove this out. And of course, this really isn't any news to anyone. Road engineers have known this for decades, but it was really exciting for us to compare real world uh, vehicle data coming off of uh, our, our customers' vehicles and their insurance loss data to, to prove this out. The other really interesting thing about speeding is our speed data is I think it's kind of, a, it's a window. It's a window into the safety culture that you have at a fleet. And it's a window into in-cab driver awareness. And, um, you know, it takes, in my opinion, it really takes actually a lot of active engagement for a driver to, um, to not keep up with the flow of traffic and to set his own speed. So uh, in that way, speed management is a really interesting view into what's going on. Well, that's helpful. And, you know, of course, uh, Speed Gauge offers a, a speed monitoring and, and driver coaching service that connects through uh, onboard GPS tracking systems from a, a variety of uh, different suppliers. But uh, before we go any further with the interview, uh, could you just take a moment to just explain a bit more about how this works for those who might not be familiar with it? Sure. Our company, um, our company is, uh, we're not a hardware company. We're a, we're a software company. We uh, ingest telematics data vehicle location data, you might call it, you know, pings, GPS crumbs from GPS tracking providers, ELD, telematics, you know, all those once a minute reports about location. And we ingest that data um, and match it up with 
speed limit information to create interesting reports and statistics about speeding. Most we, we now have a driver app, which we're really excited about, but historically our reports and services have been aimed at fleet safety managers and driver supervisors. And we put this together in, in a program that we call the Speed Gauge Safety Center. Then that, as you said, is uh, resold to fleets through uh, our telematics partners. We rarely sell services ourselves directly to fleets. So they resell the service as a low cost value added module. And we are now integrated with about 50 different telematics and ELD providers around the world. And we're monitoring nearly 500,000 vehicles per month. And you know, a key part of this, of course, is a proprietary speed limit database that we build and maintain and are continually improving in many ways, thanks to feedback uh, from our users. And we use that to generate these reports and statistics. And pretty much the important factor in our, in our service is that we're really not focusing on the individual speeding events. We're not looking to see whether or not, you know, Jim is driving 53 and a 45. That's less interesting to us than the patterns and the trends that we're seeing. And, you know, when, when people start to use our program, it's not even a question of focusing on individual drivers. Initially, it's a focusing on the fleet itself. We, because we serve so many different fleets and thousands of fleets, uh, we're able to benchmark those fleets nationally. And so a fleet can get a sense of where it stands uh, compared to other fleets and get a sense of whether or not its speeding issues are linked to individual drivers or more likely to the you know, overall safety culture within the fleet. And uh, of course, uh, you guys also offer a, uh, I think an interesting product is a connected speed limiter that will actually adjust to the posted speed limit. Uh, so, you know, what are the advantages to that approach compared to, say, you know, a basic speed governor that, you know, just sets a maximum speed? Well, I should say that product is actually um, delivered in partnership with another company called MagTech, and they deliver the product, the solution as the MagTech SafeSpeed. And it is, um, it's a really, really exciting and novel technology. Um, it is, as the name suggests, it's, it's a geographically aware speed limiter. So it is limiting the speed of the vehicle by the local posted speed limit. So if you're driving through a residential area with a 25 mile hour speed limit, you can't drive faster than 25 miles an hour. Unless of course you hit the, the override button, which is there for convenience and safety. And the way that solution involves a, it's, it's in aftermarket in vehicle hardware. It's a, it's a GPS modem and a cable to the throttle. And it is integrated with our backend and customization so that, you know, for example, if you want to limit the speed of the vehicle to 35 miles an hour on dirt roads in Alabama at night, you can set that rule through our system and then that flows to the, uh, to the speed limiter. I think, you know, the benefit, of course, is um, that, well, on one hand, uh, it can be used in different, a few different ways, but one hand is you can have you can use it just for top speed governing. So you can be in compliance with the laws of Quebec and Ontario, which require speed limiters. Um, I think it's 105 kilometers there. Um, and then you can have a different speed um, governor, you know, top speed governor out in, in Texas or Arizona uh, because it can, it's geographically aware in that way. Um, 
then of course you can also use it in the, the residential areas that I mentioned. And I think from a insurance perspective, um, that's some pretty good inoculation against um, against some claims that uh, about about speed management and speed of speeding awareness in a fleet. And I also want to follow up on you know some of your earlier comments about uh, telematics and you know data analytics. You know, of course, you know, it's an ongoing trend for years now that fleets have been capturing more and more information about their operations through, you know, just more and more onboard sensors and their vehicles. Uh, but how are the fleet managers, uh, your, you know, your customers uh, using the data that you're capturing uh, to, to really better manage their operations? What kind of insights are, there, are they really gleaning from this uh, speed data? Well, as I said, I think they're getting an ascent into, um, into the culture that's within their fleet. Um, and they are able to then, they're able to do a number of different things. One is that they're able to use our system to identify those drivers who, who really are doing it right. And um, because we are, our system is opposed to a lot of other technologies that are whether it's cameras or, or harsh braking detection, collision avoidance, which are triggered on rather rare events, we're continually monitoring. And so we're able to identify those drivers who are continuously doing it right. So as we, you know, advise uh, fleets to deploy our program, we really look for them to or suggest that they they use our systems to identify those drivers who are doing it right, that they uh, publicly acknowledge how they're doing, and then simply take uh, I use our you know our ratings and so forth to find those outliers, those folks who are um, speeding a bit more than others, and to step back and try to determine why those drivers might be speeding. And in many cases, you know, you need to start with before getting into the drive, individual driver behavior, you need to start looking at things like dispatch and congestion and customers. So we suggest that they take, you know, five drivers. I was talking to a, a fleet recently and he has 600 drivers and he says he manages his speed gauge program by just talking to five drivers a week. He takes those five drivers, he looks at their data, he explores why they might have a speeding issue he looks for all the issues that could be outside of the cab, and then he sits down with the driver and, and talks about that. And and if there's you know some challenging discussions that done that's done privately, and that process that those that dialogue creates more awareness for the driver in the cab. Of course, then talking to one driver means that driver is going to talk to five other drivers, and so then um, word spreads within the fleet, and of course also the public acknowledgement of those who are doing it right maybe even some, uh, you know, bonuses and so forth, um, really spreads the word. And so fleets are really using this program to start to try to, to address cultural issues, I guess, and to, to bring about behavior changes that way. COVID-19 rattled the entire supply chain and presented consequences no one expected. On July 9th, we asked, is it over for trucking? And when will the industry recover? Join me, Dan Ronan, and ATA Chief Economist Bob Costello to find out the hurdles we have yet to face and when will relief finally settle in. Save your seat now at ttn.ws forward slash Newsmakers 1. This episode of Newsmakers is brought to you by Trimble. Yeah, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't also bring up the coronavirus pandemic that, you know, the industry and, and really the whole world is, is going through right now. 
Uh, and of course, this has created you know many challenges for the transportation industry. But you know, one small sil- you know, silver lining we've seen come out of that is a reduction in traffic congestion uh, for trucking fleets. And at least according to the the fleet manager I've spoken with, you know, that's been you know one um, you know silver lining in a very difficult situation. But uh, have you happened to collect any data over the past few months that has has shown that? Um, uh, w- with all the information that you're collecting? Yeah, absolutely. Um, we, we saw it right away. Um, we saw uh, changes in traffic volume of our, uh, you know, our users, uh, our fleets. And then uh, we saw, I don't know if you call it silver lining, we saw it alarmingly uh, in road speed, in vehicle speeds. We saw a rise in the average speed within our users. And uh, sometimes we saw some pretty scary stuff. But the really interesting thing, actually, we also noticed was that some of our customers, for some of our fleets, there was no change. There's no change at all. And then we realized what's going on there is that means that they actually really do have a really strong culture. And you take the, not the blinders, but you take the, I don't know, the shackles off, if you think about it, uh, the shackles of congestion. And um, those fleets where the drivers were already in the right lane, who weren't trying to keep up with traffic, who were setting the speed themselves and determining how fast they're going to drive, um, their behavior didn't change. And we certainly see those fleets where COVID didn't change their speeding statistics. So I think that's an evi- that's evidence of cultural issues going on. That's really interesting. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, you know, the, the ecosystem is different with fewer uh, other vehicles on the road. So, you know, who's consistent and who, you know, maybe picks up their speed a little bit uh, because now maybe they can or think, they think they can. Uh, so it's certainly something that fleets should keep in mind as they, they manage through this process. And it's really an unusual time that we're all going through. Uh, I also wanted to circle back to uh, insurance as one of the you know, items you mentioned earlier. You know, the, the rising cost of insurance is, is definitely uh, you know, becoming a, a really key concern for fleets. You know, we, we've seen, you know, nuclear verdicts really driving up the costs in recent years. Uh, so I want to get your thoughts on how, you know, speed monitoring kind of plays into insurance costs, you know, risk assessments, insurance premiums. You know, how much of a link is there between those two things? Oh, th- thanks for that question. Yeah, you know, speed gauge has been around for, for over a decade now. But for the last couple of years, we've started to get into the insurance business, into the insurance ecosystem. Um, and so I would say that you know, it, our work or speed management or speed monitoring relates to insurance in, in three different ways. One is assessing risk. Um, the other is reducing risk or what the insurance people call loss control. And number three is Im- improving litigation outcomes. So um, as I mentioned right at the top, um, our, you know, we, we've working with insurance companies and we're seeing a, a you know, real correlation between excessive speeding and the cost of insurance claims. Um, we, that was part of our work to develop our own proprietary risk scores um, that we are now, um, now licensing or now delivering to insurance companies for some of our clients. And what's, uh, you know, what's kind of interesting about speed monitoring is you know, insurance companies, of course, are interested in cameras and interested in all sorts of different technologies. But one of the interesting things about uh, speed monitoring is it's a, we can develop solutions that are useful across all different camera, ELD, telematic solutions. And insurance companies, you know, one of their challenges is that they have many different policyholders and those policyholders have elected to buy many different kinds of ELD and telematics solutions. 
And so speed monitoring happens to be as something that one can do uh, analytics that one can bring to every single type of solution. And so that with that, we're able to um, create some reports and or risk underlining um, that's common across all these different devices. So that's one aspect of it. Another interesting aspect about the risk assessment piece is that because we are working with really granular data, this, this one minute pings, um, we are able to really um, bring some insight into the very smallest fleets, into the owner operators. And we are able to determine you know, who is good and who is lucky. And so the first insurance companies that are working with us are actually working at that end of the market and uh, really working with us to identify those, you know, one vehicle fleets that have, a, have an obvious safety culture and are, you know, better, better performers in terms of risk. And that's really important because, you know, historically, small fleets have always been pooled, pooled together and the insurance companies had, had no statistical way of, of determining who's who. And so I think that this is really helping them on that side. Then the last, just the last two quickly on reducing risk um, and, and, you know, improving loss control. Well, that's, you know, if you can do something, use safe speed monitoring to improve your safety culture, that's going to flow through all sorts of benefits on loss control. And then, um, you know, any good safety program, whether it be ours or, or any other out there, um, that helps a fleet, uh, you know, provide transparency, accountability, and communication, um, and continuous improvement. You know, we have to believe is is going to help in the in the you know in the in the courtroom, um, help a company defend itself against uh, uh, you know against against liability claims by showing that it's you know it's a good corporate citizen that invests in safety and is um, uh, you know really paying attention to that. And, you know, safety, of course, is, is, you know, the top priority. It should always be number one in trucking. But, you know, another uh, potential benefit of controlling speed is also reducing fuel consumption. So, um, you know, just how much of a difference can that make? You know, just lo a lower maximum speed. Uh, you know, how much of a, a difference can that make for fuel economy? Well, I don't have any really hard data for you because um, speed gauge is not in integrated into the MPG data coming out of telematics. But we certainly have lots of anecdotal information and reports from our customers. Um, and, you know, we have customers that are talking about, you know, improving their MPG by, by half a mile. And that gets to be pretty significant. You know, if you're driving 2,000 miles a week at 250 a gallon, even the low price today, um, you know, that's, you know, that's $2,200 in 40 months or something. And... You know, where is that coming from? I think it's coming from two sources. One, of course, is like standard governing. If you're, you're, if you're controlling that top speed, um, you're going to get savings from that. And the other piece is if you are, as I like to say, you know, not trying to keep up with traffic. Um, if you are in control of your own speed and setting your own speed, um, you're going to be hitting the brake and throttle a lot less. And you're just going to get better performance that way. And before I let you go, uh, I also want to you know, kind of look ahead and, and get your thoughts on the future of safety technology in the trucking industry. Uh, so, you know, the crystal ball question I always like to, to end with, you know, apart from, you know, speed monitoring and telematics, you know, we, we also see advances in active safety and automated driving technology. We see, you know, onboard video has really caught on, uh, data analytics, driver coaching, 
it was just to name a few of the, the developments we've seen. Uh, but what do you think are the next steps for fleet safety you know, in the decade ahead? Well, I'm, I'm really interested, you know, I mean, I get excited by all those technologies and I'm really interested in them. But um, I have to say in a way that I, I think that um, more of the more of the gain uh, might be had outside of, you know, specific safety technology and rather doing initiatives that help the drive, help reduce stress for the driver and improve the driver's experience. So, um, you know, addressing better dispatching, better scheduling, better coordination between shippers and receivers, um, you know, helping, you know, uh, avoid detention, um, you know, not to mention truck stops and everything else that, um, that uh, you know rest breaks and so forth that uh, can reduce that um, that driver stress so that um, so that they you know they, they are they are not stressed because we certainly see from our, our our data and you know from these I talked about how we really encourage um, in the deployment of our safety center program that you users of our managers and supervisors our system try to get in asks ask that question, why does a professional driver feel that he needs to speed? And those dialogues, those questions get at a lot of those kind of issues related to, you know, dispatch and, and congestion and so forth. So I'm kind of more excited about, about, about somehow some of those things can be done, improved to, to improve the driver's uh, on-road experience. And I think that will actually have um, some surprising improvements in safety. No, that's really, you know, um, important to think about and, and uh, I think a fascinating answer to, you know, how we can move forward as an industry uh, by addressing, I think, just, you know, driver comfort, driver satisfaction, you know, plays into to so much else of, uh, you know, what we do in, in transportation. But, you know, I think this has been a great conversation, but that's a good place to leave it. So uh, thanks again, Jonathan, for joining the program and sharing your thoughts with us. Thanks so much, Seth. It's been great. In times like these, it's crucial to stay informed. Transport Topics is offering all the information you need to make business decisions in these unprecedented times. And in the wake of the many event cancellations and group gatherings, TT ensures a virtual way to consume business content and conversation. To join the conversation and stay ahead of the news, follow Transport Topics on all social outlets or by visiting ttn.ws forward slash stay informed. We're here in Atlanta at TMC's 2020 annual meeting, and I'm pleased to welcome Matthew Boyvin, CEO of Transtex and eSmart, back to Road Signs. Thanks for joining us. Seth, thanks for uh, having me. It's great to talk to you again. Yeah, so when we spoke on this podcast a year ago, we discussed the latest advances in trailer aerodynamics, but this time we're going to talk about a very different topic, and that's driver safety. One very important factor in safely operating a vehicle of any kind is speed. And, you know, lots of fleets, of course, use speed governors to cap the maximum speed of their trucks. But, of course, the appropriate speed varies based on the location and the posted speed limit. And eSmart has an interesting approach to this. You know, your system provides intelligent speed adaptation by using GPS to actively manage the maximum speed based on the truck's location. So just tell us a little bit more about how that works and why you think it's important to go beyond a basic speed governor and have a more adaptive, intelligent approach to, to speed uh, management. So we're very proud of the success of eSmart. So how it works, uh, using GPS technology, we limit the speed of the truck per speed zone. So 
compared to basic governors where you only limit the truck at the top speed, 60, 65, or 70, eSmart allows the vehicle not to exceed lower speed limits. So it's an active speed limiter. Uh, we do this at all speed zones, so, and we also limit the speed in a risk area and danger zone, let's say. And just how much of a difference can speed management make for overall fleet safety, you know, in terms of preventing the frequency and severity of crashes? You know, uh, of course, we think about speeding tickets, but how much of a difference does this really make uh, in practice for safety? So there's multiple uh, studies that clearly uh, say that actively managing the, sme- the speed increase increase the safety so you know according to dot 30 percent of all accidents are speed related Mm -hmm. and 70 percent of the fatal crash accidents happens on non-interstates highway or roads so uh, managing the speed at lower speed is makes a big difference you know um, stats in mind we design a solution on being active rather than being passive and this which makes all the difference in let's say the performance of improving the safety record of a fleet. Sure, and you know, speed is also an important factor in fuel efficiency. So do you have fleet customers that are using the product not only to improve safety, but also to re- reduce fuel consumption? Yes, even if our focus is on safety, we do have a feature called low base power management. That feature allows fleet to save fuel. We reduce the power of the truck depending on the load it's carrying. So we have a sensor on the fifth wheel of the truck disenable the truck to save fuel when they have less load. You know, another uh, hot topic in the transportation industry is insurance costs. I mean, uh, insurance for motor carriers has been on the rise. Uh, how much potential do you see for this type of technology to help fleets lower their premiums? Absolutely. We've been uh, contacted by some uh, insurance company to uh, for them to see if we our data set is good enough for them to see if there's a evolution or improvement in the safety record of a fleet. So we are in the process. Definitely, this will result in lower premium for fleets. And of course, if you're going to deploy onboard technology, it's it's important for the drivers to accept it. So how do drivers react to technology like this that limits their top speed? And, you know, what can fleets do to make that case to their drivers? This helps them uh, be safer, prevents crashes and is something that they should be uh, supportive of. Yeah, it's very important. It's a priority for Transtex to uh, have the onboarding of the driver. Driver is very important. We don't want a driver that is against the technology. So a lot of fleets have, uh, you know, we do training and a lot of fleets have trade in reality, a little bit of more leadway on high speed for more control on lower speed and driver looks very happy about this. They can, you know, uh, attain on long distance, get better time on long distance while being safer on lower speed limits. Let's also talk about some of the newer features you're adding to eSmart. You know, you're looking at things like weather and traffic conditions, uh, construction zones, school zones, uh, mapping of high-risk speeding zones. Just tell us a little bit more about how that's going to evolve. Yeah, eSmart is always uh, innovating and working with our customer. We come with the base platform technology and then customer asking us for features which answer better their uh, needs. Uh, some of them wants alerts on a truck stop on the highway, uh, very specific geofencing for improving their safety. Um, as you know, we limit speed differently per states in the states in the US. So um, this is all feature that we usually worked on with, with our, 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 our customers. What's coming now is we're working with uh, ELD telematics so that we have driver identification when the driver logs on the ELD. 
so we can now push to the truck per driver configurations. Also, um, we send voice message to, to the driver if there's a you know, dangerous uh, incidents or so that we need to communicate with the driver, we can communicate with the ELD and send uh, voice commands. Okay. And, you know, you've also added uh, low bridge collision prevention to the platform. And, of course, uh, nobody wants to be the, that next driver to wind up on a viral YouTube video or something on Twitter that you know, shows a, a truck striking a low overpass. So uh, tell us how that uh, uh, the low bridge collision prevention feature works. So low bridge uh, collision prevention is a feature that is active at a lot of our fleet. There's about 4,000 low bridge in the northeast of the USA and uh, truck hit them often. So what we do is 750 feet before uh, hitting the bridge, we will reduce the speed of the truck to one mile per hour. So we never apply brakes, but the truck will close down to one mile per hour and an alert will uh, inform the fleet manager that one of his truck is in the an alert position. So the uh, manager will remotely reactivate the truck to get it out of that difficult position. Yeah, and that could certainly, you know, save a, a, you know, a big costly accident and obviously some uh, bad press and bad attention on the on the company. There's a big, yes. big ROI on yes. that. Uh, and, you know, eSmart is an aftermarket product, but I also want to ask if you're interested in partnering with uh, truck OEMs, truck manufacturers, to potentially have this technology installed at the factory level. Absolutely. We want to make it, uh, you know, the integration seamlessly. So, uh, any partnership that can help customer to, to achieve that, we're, we're all forward for this. So we believe that it will help the customer, it will help the OEM to uh, just work together with, with them to for have an eventually factory installed. And what do you think the future holds for intelligent speed management? I mean, do you see the industry moving away from you know, what we have today with uh, you know, basic speed governors and moving more and more toward this more dynamic uh, adaptive speed management, speed control uh, in the future? As we know, autonomous vehicles are coming later than, than we thought, so that creates a big space where ADAS technology will, will, will have a lot of opportunity. Uh, eSmart is one of them that definitely will be, uh, I, b- I believe, uh, a, a big uh, one coming. So I, I believe in the f- next few years, most of the fleet will have to rely on ISA for their fleet. Uh, so we're very positive about that. Got it. Well, hey, this has been a great conversation, but I think we've reached a good stopping point. Thanks again for joining us, Matthew. Thanks, Seth. Did you know you can ask Alexa to open transport topics? In just one minute, you will hear the biggest trucking headlines of that day. Be prepared and start your morning off right with transport topics. Before we close, let's take a moment to revisit our original question. How can fleet managers utilize technology to get a better handle on vehicle speed and improve the safety culture at their companies? As we've heard from our guests, speeding is a major factor in the frequency and severity of crashes, so fleets can't afford to ignore it. And to manage vehicle speed, you have to measure it. Speed monitoring can help fleet managers track the safety performance of their drivers and provide additional coaching to the ones who need it most before it's too late. This information can also enable recognition and performance-based bonuses to reward your safest drivers while at the same time helping to mitigate rising insurance costs. Meanwhile, adaptive speed management provides a way for fleets to take an even more hands-on approach by actively limiting vehicle speed based on geography and the posted speed limit. At the end of the day, the foundation of a fleet's safety culture is built on training, company policies, and making it clear to drivers and dispatchers that safety is always the number one priority. But speed management technology is a key tool that fleets can use to reinforce that culture 
and take safety performance to the next level. If you've enjoyed this episode of Road Signs, please let others know. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If my questions have sparked questions of your own, share them with me and the Road Signs team. You can email us at share at ttnews.com. We'll read them and respond daily. And of course, we'll be back in two weeks with a fresh episode of Road Signs. Until then, I'm Seth Clevenger. Thank you for listening. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.